coming up on the 10th of November, another interesting Vancouver symposium uh, will be held, the 10th actually. Uh, I love the theme. It's called Celebrating the Uncelebrated. One of the people taking place uh, in it this year is Paul Fast. He's an architect and a principal with HCMA, and he does some uh, pretty pretty interesting designs, which includes uh, um, anything from kids' playhouses to downtown alleyway activations, large-scale community recreational projects. And, uh, Paul, welcome to Roundhouse Radio. Thank you, Gene. Thanks for having me. You know... Here's here's the problem I have with architectural today, architects, architects, and and architectural design today. Um, and th- thank goodness you're doing what you're doing. Uh, where I was living, they built three new homes, and they looked really nice from the outside. And I said, I want to see these in the inside. And and I I was looking for the front door, and the front door was a side door. And when you walked in, it opened into the dining room. And I said, well, the first thing you're going to see is a dining room table. What kind of a, a welcoming front door is that? And then I went through the bedroom, and there was a big bedroom and this big bathroom. And then at the end of the bathroom was the wardrobe. And I said, well, all the clothes are going to get moldy because of the shower being on. And I just said, I want to meet the architect who designed this just to you know, just say, like, what were you thinking? And so often when we see modern designs, I always wonder, what are these architects thinking? Now, you're a totally different paradigm than that. But do you share my thought with with the young architects coming out of school that maybe they're just not thinking things through and they're thinking of saving money and not design? I I, I totally do, Gene, and and that's actually one of the things that my firm has has um, has observed and and has has been trying to change. Actually, we've what we've witnessed is that um, is this fascination with uh, with form, with fascination with materials, this fascination with with aesthetic problems that actually totally ignore the the social challenges that that architecture needs to face mm-hmm. that architecture really needs to grapple with so an example of the house you know how does a family actually live in that space how yeah. do they actually live comfortably in that space and the same thing you could scale that up for the city our cities have been designed um to meet a number of different needs from from technology to infrastructure um to power and 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 but but they've been governed by things like politics and zoning bylaws that actually don't put people at the center of design yeah. And and that's been the the focus of our practice um more recently is is really understanding that that architecture design, you know, whether you're an interior designer, landscape designer or an architect, it it needs to revolve around people. People need to be at the front and center of of what we do. Yeah, now you do what are called uh, laneway activations. So for the uninitiated, explain that and and give me the 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 theory behind it and 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 what actually unfolds. This is a this has been a fantastic project for us. Um, so laneways, there's a huge amount of space in downtown Vancouver that's given over to laneways, and this space right now is used for garbage collection. It's used to bury sewer lines, to bury yeah. electrical lines, things like that. And they're 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 not they're not safe spaces. They're not places where people want to be. And yet, in a, in a city that is challenged by a lack of space because of high high land values things like that here's a bunch of space exactly there's 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 space that is just itching to be used right and so um, we partnered with the downtown vancouver business association and with the city of vancouver and we started to look at laneways and what how could we take these spaces and give them back to people how could we put people back in in the spaces and so we 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 did a pilot project um in a place called alley oop which is on hastings uh, the alley just behind hastings street between Granville, Granville and Seymour. And we, we splashed paint on the walls. We painted court markings on the floor. We put up basketball hoops. We wrapped the cafes in from the ends. And the space was absolutely transformed. We, we measured the amount of people that were traveling through the space before and after. And we increased the, 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 the amount of people going through by almost double. 
Mm. And, and one of the fascinating things was we actually also measured the amount of people, the type of people that were traveling through the space and realized that um, we had increased the ratio of women that were in the space by almost 50%. And what that tells us is that space is now considered a safer space. Safe, yeah. People feel like it's, it's inv- okay to be there. It's inviting. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you've done other projects like the uh, Faculty of Pharmaceutical Sciences at UBC. But then on the other hand, um, you've, done, you've done children's playgrounds. And I'm just wondering if the same mental thought process goes into those same projects or do you have to talk to people? I mean, what's the beginning, middle and end to two different, two very different projects like that? You know, I would say it's two things. It's uh, actually, I would say it's one thing. It's a curiosity about how to make the world a better place. Mm. And so, and I would say, I would ask that same question about a playhouse as I would about a hundred million dollar plus complex laboratory building project out at UBC. It's how does this, how do we take this opportunity, this unique opportunity, how do we leverage our skill set as architects and designers and use that opportunity to make this particular situation better for people? Mm. Uh, You can clear up a little something for me. Somebody once told me it was either architects or engineers that when you graduate, you get a ring and it's from a bridge that has collapsed and that's to keep you honest. Is there any truth to that? Or is that just one of those things you have to look up on Snopes and it's actually not true? (laughs) Um, You know, I I know part of the answer to this because my father's a structural engineer. So the engineers, uh, when they graduate from UBC, they get a ring. I have no idea what it's made from, but it's this kind of mythical voodoo thing that they do and and it's supposedly... uh, Make some make some better engineers. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm uh, Vancouver is one of my dream cities. I've I've lived around the world, and it's one of the places I've always wanted to live. And um, it's it's expensive. Uh, housing's really expensive, and I can't imagine. Like my producer is a very very talented young guy, but uh, I, I can't imagine what it's going to take for he and his new wife to to actually buy a home. What do we have to do in 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 places like Vancouver? Do we have to take on the Hong Kong model where we just build everything way way up and fit it all in so people can actually live in the city and work in the city? Well, there's been a lot of really interesting uh, discussions around that, and and I would say amongst the design community, it's probably one of the the dominant issues um, of today. And there's a number of really um, there's a number of really good conversations that are happening around that uh, conversations around the fact that we seem to be mid- missing this, this middle scale of density between the, the high rise glass towers downtown and the single family homes that are carpeting most of Vancouver right now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some validity to kind of exploring that. Um, I would say though, that beyond the technical solutions, um, the solutions provided by planning and, and architects and, and design community is there also needs to be a fundamental shift in the social paradigm. So whereas um, the previous generation in the city expected to be able to live in a single family home with uh, like the, the white picket fence out, out right, the front right. yard, that, that needs to change. We need to change what our expectation is around being able to live in the city um, because it's just not going to work if everybody wants that type of a, a dwelling. Yeah. What are you most proud of that you've uh, designed? Oh gosh, that's a great question. You know what? Um, I would honestly actually say that the laneway project that we recently completed, because it was such a, it was, it was such a transformative impact um, for, to, to be able to take a space like that. And with a very modest injection of investment and creativity and, and enthusiasm and collaboration, be able to just completely change the space. Like it's transformed that part of the city. Yeah. Now my dad, well, he's since passed, but he was a doctor. And I can tell you though, even though he was a doctor, he was the world's worst patient. So you're, so what, <laughs> so what I want to ask uh, on the same level is, so you're an architect, you live in the coolest house in Vancouver or is it? Yeah, just functional. Well, I, I suppose I, I've also succumbed to the fact that it's not easy and it's not financially easy to live in Vancouver. So my uh, my family and I live in a 
in a fairly modest little Vancouver special um, that we've renovated to suit our tastes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's very humble of you. Okay, so this uh, uh, symposium, Interesting Vancouver, is coming up. It's on the 10th. Uh, we're involved in it, and I love the fact that it's celebrating the uncelebrated. And, you know, you probably heard that I have Terry Jones, the guy who invented Travelocity, coming in next hour. So it's a success story. Uh, so ju- just quickly, what are you going to be doing there? I mean, if people buy tickets and we want them to attend this, because I think it sounds great, uh, what, exa- what are you going to be doing there? Uh, it is a great event. And so so the, the event format is really 10 different speakers. Um, and, and one of the other taglines for the event is um, a, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was asked to speak as part of this because um, I, I'm a fairly ordinary kind of architect and designer who happens to have kind of an extraordinary um, hobby or, or interest on the side, which is hunting. And, and I, I, you know, one of the cool things about Interesting Vancouver is it takes kind of very different perspectives um, and allows us to understand that those can influence each other in a positive way, in a way that inspires and, 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 re- and, and does something positive for the creative community. Yeah, well, still a lot of hunters in BC. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one final question, and it's, it's completely egotistical and self-serving. Is this not one of the coolest workspaces you've ever seen, Roundhouse Radio? Absolutely. And I was walking down the street, and that was the first thing that popped in my head. So you guys have a, a really great spot in a great location in town as well. Uh, well, you're not here when the rats are running all over the place at 4.30 in the morning, but yeah, yeah, it is pretty good. Well, listen, thanks for coming in. The event is Interesting Vancouver, uh, November 10th. Go to our website. We have all the information. Paul Fast, architect and uh, principal with uh, HCMA.